Hello and welcome back to the Quick Slant NFL Show. I'm your host, Colin Fan of the Quick Slant, and on the line with us today is a special guest, my good friend and longtime Chicago Bears fan, Tyler Crane. Wait, I mean Tyler Keen, who kicks ovals through rectangles for the University of St. Francis. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So today we're going to be talking about somebody who your Chicago Bears just recently signed the other day in the first day of the free agency frenzy this year, Mike Lennon. So a little, de- little bit of details on Mike Lennon's contract. Uh, he's getting $45 million over three years with 18 and a half guaranteed. How do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, that's, uh, that's definitely some uh, a substantial amount of money, I feel like, especially for uh, someone who isn't really known. I mean, he's a backup. I mean, when I, when I heard the Bears signed him, um, I was like, who is this guy? I've never even heard of him, you know? And we're giving him a, a decent amount of money, so it definitely worries me a little bit. Well, I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, we, we definitely learned uh, last year with how the Brock Osweiler situation played out. You don't really want to pay a guy you haven't seen face-to-face, right? Osweiler had a terrible yeah. year with Houston, and they gave him a, a much larger contract. I think it was 72 over four. But uh, really with this Mike Glennon contract, uh, the details, it's like they can kind of cut him after one year if it doesn't work out because – uh, he gets sixteen million in twenty seventeen with a five million uh, five million of that being a roster bonus and three million of that being a signing bonus uh, but in twenty eighteen only two and a half of that uh, contract two and a half million of that is guaranteed so it 's like if he flames out this year, Chicago can just cut him and get him off the books for relatively no big cap hits, so they, they they would still be fine financially if Glennon doesn't work out or anything. And I, I mean, like you said, this guy was a backup, but it's not like he was a terrible backup. I mean, as a rookie in 2013, he had a 59% completion percentage, and uh, he put up 19 touchdowns to nine interceptions. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess Tampa just didn't like what they saw from him and drafted Jameis. But I, I mean, I don't hate Glennon. I think he's a maybe a low-end starter at best, but do you think he's better yeah, than Yeah, I mean, like, I see him as a viable quarterback, but I just think the money we gave him shouldn't be there yet. I mean, I definitely think uh, Glennon has some uh, some potential to be a good quarterback. I mean, he is still young. Um, I, I, like I said, I, I, I see potential in him, but I just feel like we... Uh, we gave him a little bit too much money to start out, especially in the current situation that the Bears are in right now. Uh, I, I don't think we should uh, really be gambling on somebody with the amount we did. Well, yeah, in a sense that's true, but like from where the quarterback market is, a guy like Kirk Cousins is probably going to get around $20 million a year if he gets a contract extension and that's not a knock on Kirk Cousins. I actually like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good player. No, and Kirk Cousins has, what, how many, what, how many years have they been to the playoffs now under Kirk Cousins? Well, they only went to the playoffs uh, his first, first year as a full-time starter. But, I mean, that's just how the market is. 
when you have when you're a franchise and you need a quarterback, you just get you just have to pony up money and pay them. Like again with you know the Brock Osweiler situation last year, they gave him seventy two million over four years just for I believe five to seven games of production in Denver, and he wasn't even that good. So it's like I think the Glennon contract is a lot more reasonable than that and if the experiment doesn't work in year one, then, I mean, you can just cut bait. And what, what would you think if uh, Chicago, do you think they draft a quarterback at three still or maybe in the second round? Um, I definitely see Chicago drafting a quarterback this year. Uh, as, as a fan point of view, I would have liked to see Chicago draft a quarterback at number three in the first round. But now that they've obviously uh, – find a quarterback and give him a decent amount of money, it's pretty clear that they want him to be a starter. So um, I'd, I would like to see Chicago at the latest draft a quarterback in the second round, but at this point I just, I just don't quite know what they're exactly thinking. Well, I, I mean, like you said, maybe they want, you know, Glennon to be kind of a Band-Aid quarterback for maybe one or two years. Maybe they don't really view him to be the long-term answer. But given how many good defensive players are coming out in this year's draft, would you be unhappy if they decided to, let you know, let's say draft Jonathan Allen at number three or maybe go after a shutdown corner like Marshawn Latimer at number three or some safety help like Malik Hooker or something? you know, build their defense, because uh, they, honestly, I think Chicago has an up-and-coming defense, I actually like their defense, you know, I like Leonard Floyd, Pernell McPhee, guys like that, and, you know, they had pretty good signings with, like, uh, Danny Trevathan last year, so uh, it's an up-and-coming defense, and if they decided to stock the cupboard with more guys like an Allen or a Hooker or a Lattimore, you know, <laughs> It, it would definitely help to their long-term defensive success. And, you know, honestly, this quarterback class we have this year is probably one of the worst we've had in a while. And um, maybe they draft a guy I, like Pat Mahomes in the second round and develop him or something. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree the quarterback class is not one of the stronger ones, but I still do believe there are viable options. Now, if the Bears were to draft a defensive player in the first round, um, I definitely would think uh, I, I would probably be a little frustrated considering just a few years ago we had the potential to be arguably one of the best offenses with Martellus Bennett, Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey, Aaron Brandon Marshall. And now look at, it, now look at the Bears' current situation now where we just we don't have any of those remaining players. Um, and our last, our last like decent receiver we drafted was Kevin White, and we all know the story with him. So, uh, I mean, like I said, the, the Bears' production this last year as far as offense uh, was definitely uh, a little bit of a struggle. We did find some success late in the season in the run game with Jordan Howard, but uh, I definitely think we need to draft some some offensive guys this year. Because, um, I mean, like I said, the Bears are just in a current situation where they need to rebuild. And our defense is up and coming, but I definitely think the first, if not second round, should be spent on an offensive player. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that um, somewhat. I mean, you guys did make some signings uh, today and yesterday. You just signed Marcus Wheaton, and you also signed Kendall Wright. So, um, I you know, at first when they signed Glennon, I was afraid that he wasn't going to have any weapons to work with and it would just be, uh, you know, just nothing there because, you know, obviously Alshon left in free agency to go to Philly. And um, so the the receiver depth isn't that great. And Kevin White... At this point, I think it would be his best interest would to be, you know, a number three on a good team. Like, I don't think Kevin White is a number two or even a number one. And that's kind of disappointing considering you guys drafted him, what, sixth overall uh, a few years back? So. Yeah, we, we definitely spent a quality draft got him for him to uh, what now I view as the RG3 of wide receivers. Yeah, so... I mean, it's not like Mike Glennon doesn't have anything to work with. I, I mean, I'm not too high on Kendall Wright. Uh, I think he's a good receiver, but I don't know how well he fits that system. And then Marcus Wheaton coming from Pittsburgh, uh, I don't know. He's like a good number two, number three. So maybe the Bears do draft a wide receiver. Uh, maybe it would be a Mike Williams or a Corey Davis if they do or, you know, I think a good sleeper for them would be in round two if they went ahead and decided to draft uh, Zay Jones. You know, he's he's a sleeper on my board. I think he's honestly better than Mike Williams. He's a round one guy for me. Uh, so maybe they, they can, you know, draft the defensive guy in round one because I think as a Bears fan, you know, I'm not a Bears fan, but obviously uh, your secondary was struggling last year and you guys were starting guys like Cravon LeBlanc. Like, who the hell is Cravon LeBlanc, you know? So I think you guys yeah, would... Yeah. yeah, I think you guys would benefit, you know, having a nice number one corner out there or just some safety help because, honestly, I don't know anybody who plays in your secondary besides Adrian Amos. So it's not like the Bears have their only holes are on offense but I think I think the Mike Glennon signing does allow them a little more flexibility in the draft yeah yeah I mean it definitely does um but like and I've definitely been happy with who we've been signing uh I mean like I said it's been a hectic free agency but I mean I've definitely been happy with who the best have been signing we've been signing a lot of guys um but like I said, I, I don't know if we have those solid number ones that can really spark that offense and can really get that chemistry going and whatnot. So, I, I mean, like I feel like we should spend our first round draft pick at number three on a solid number one guy. And the only thing we can do is pray that it doesn't turn into another Kevin White situation. Because <laughs> that's, not, that's not benefiting us at all right now, really, so... Yeah, no, I I agree, but I mean, so let's say let's say Chicago doesn't go with uh, receiver. Would you what? Who would you want them to draft at quarterback at number three? Because the the guy you know the guy on people's draft boards is the number one quarterback prospect right now. It's Trubisky. Uh, I'm not high on Trubisky, but I'm not. I'm also not high on Watson or uh, Kaiser. I'm not high on any of these quarterbacks except for maybe. Uh, a Patrick Mahomes or actually you know, um, I don't see Deshaun Watson staying in, in a lot of places uh, I definitely don't see Patrick Mahomes either sitting in, in a lot of places um, I 
Kaminsky, you have to look at what little time he's played. I mean, he definitely did put up good numbers and good stats. And, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, a little bit. But I would, I would like uh, Davis Webb, to be honest. Um, coming out of Cal, uh, she uh, a good pocket passer and whatnot. I definitely see, uh, see some success with Davis Webb a little bit. But I, I think, honestly, I would have to go with uh, Karusti at, at uh, number one in, in the num- in, uh, for the Bears to draft number one, in my, in my personal opinion. Because I, like, I would like to see, I mean, I don't even know the last time the Bears drafted a quarterback in the first round. Um, but I would like to see the Bears in the state that they're in right now. They're in a rebuilding stage. I would like to see the Bears draft a young quarterback and maybe we get a couple couple years out of Glennon, you know, maybe we don't. But um, I would definitely like to see the Bears draft a young a young QB and uh, bring him up and train him up. And uh, so that way we can uh, hopefully in a few years get our offense firing back and make, make a playoff run. Because, I mean, we don't have, from the last time the Bears made the playoffs in 2010, now none of those players are even on the roster anymore. So, like I said, we're definitely in a rebuilding stage, but I think we need a few guys that we need to help develop and bring up through the through the ropes so we can uh, we can get back to the good old days, I guess you could say. So, yeah, yeah, I I see what you're saying, and especially when you said Davis Webb, yeah, that's that's another one of my sleepers. I think him and Pat Mahomes have potential to be the two better quarterbacks that came out of this draft. Like, it's a similar situation to the. Uh, I believe it was the 2014 draft where you had guys like Manziel, Bridgewater, and Bortles mm-hmm. go in the first round, but the best quarterbacks of that draft class ended up being uh, Garoppolo and Carr, who were drafted in the second round. You know, I think Davis Webb is a guy who will probably fall down a lot of draft boards to uh, maybe the third or fourth round, so if Chicago drafted him there, they'd have a lot of value with that. I actually like Davis Webb a lot. Um, like you said, coming out of Cal, I think he put up 37 touchdowns this year. He's deceptively athletic, uh, but he played in the Bear Raid offense at uh, Cal. Same same offense that they had with Goff. Uh, almost identical numbers. I think they're pretty much, you know, exact same players, except Davis Webb's a little in, more inaccurate. But uh, if, they, if they drafted Davis Webb and then, you know, had him sit behind Glennon for – Let's let's say Glennon does well enough to not get cut by Chicago um, through the entirety of his contract, and he plays it out. So maybe sit behind Glennon for three years, and then become Chicago's guy after you know sitting and developing behind Glennon. So you know, I do I do like Davis Webb. I don't think it would make sense for Chicago to draft a quarterback high because. Just because they have other roster needs right now and they've committed so much money to Mike Glennon, but I, you know, yeah, I ha- no, go ahead. I have to, I have to, I have to agree with that. I mean, like, now that if we didn't sign Glennon, and I would definitely, like I said, I'd be definitely gung ho on getting a quarterback early on. But now that we've definitely committed money to to a starting quarterback, what it seems like for at least a year, or at least we, we hopefully at least get a year out of it. Um, like I said, I definitely, I definitely, as far as the offense needs, I would definitely like to see, you know, uh, a real number one uh, wide receiver up there. 
as far as the needs to help Glenn and out because a lot of these a lot of these free agents we've signed are like you said good good twos and threes but we don't really have anyone to step up and be an Alshon Jeffrey or the Brandon Marshall of, of what we used to have so I definitely think we do need a little more a little more help on the outside of it but I guess we'll just have to see how it plays out yeah I I also agree with that um especially you know you don't have any of those big possession guys. It's all uh, little slot guys or sub-six-foot guys who can maybe play outside the numbers. Um, but, I, you know, my concern is if they do draft, you know, a receiver at number three, I don't know if that guy would be able to come in and make an impact like, say, uh, Odell Beckham or uh, Mike Evans on day one. Um, I think the only guy who has potential to do that in this draft class is Corey Davis, and he's recovering from ankle surgery. So I, I'm i not sure if that, you know, trying to draft a number one receiver this year would be uh, the move for Chicago, per se. Uh, do you see any trades happening on the horizon to get a number one? I mean, we just saw the Brandon Cooks trade go down between New England and New Orleans, so maybe Chicago trades some package of draft picks and a player for a number one receiver. Um, I that's, that's hard to say. I definitely, I I would probably be pretty mad if they did that. Um, like I said, I, I mean, we definitely need the help, all the help we can get. But at the same time, it's I I don't see it worth giving up draft picks that possibly get one guy, you know, so, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I'd want to see that at all, um, like I said, it could be, it's, I don't know, there's so many variables that go into it, um, like I said, it's, it's just hard to say exactly what they would do, but, I mean, like I said, maybe, maybe we draft a, a defensive player first round, and then second round, maybe we start plugging away at some of the offensive holes we need to be filled, so, because, I mean, I, I definitely think there are some very strong defensive guys in this draft, arguably, some of the best, maybe, but, yeah, um, so it could be, it could be a pretty interesting draft day, what, what they could do, but, um, I, I would be mad if they traded up picks or something to, uh, try to get, uh, another number one, maybe, but, I mean, so let me let me try let me try and talk you into this because uh, me and Chase uh, we recorded a podcast earlier and uh, we did this on uh, NFL like trade scenarios and I had a, a Tennessee and a Dallas trade. So would you be mad if instead of Tennessee, I'm going to put Chicago in that scenario? So if Chicago gave up, let's say Pernell McPhee, uh, this year's second, next year's third, and uh, Akeem Hicks. For Des Bryant, a 2017 fifth round pick, and Jalen Smith. Yeah, I mean that's definitely that's definitely offering a lot, but that's definitely taking it. Pernell McPhee's obviously a huge part of the defense. Yeah, um, I think he's your best defensive player. Yeah, I mean I. I I don't I don't see it. If I were in my position, I would not be I would not be giving that up because, like like you said, our defense is up and coming. I believe our defense is up and coming. You know, we 
I mean, we're getting, we, we had some veterans we're getting in and out of there, you know, and now we're finally getting our, some of our younger guys in and filling in with some, some middle-aged guys, you know, so like I said, our defense is up and coming, so, I mean, you'd be sacrificing some of your top defensive guys to fill those offensive needs, and uh, I, I don't see it happening because, like, like, I mean, greatness doesn't happen overnight, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I would, I, again, I would assume I'd prefer to just draft somebody and develop them over the next two, three years with running or a backup quarterback. So that's that's my take on it. I, I would not want to give up our defense where we're at right now. Well, I mean, let me try and let me keep on trying to talk you into it because um, if they give up Pernell McPhee, who I think has a pretty decent sizable contract, if I'm not mistaken, he's making around maybe seven, eight million a year, I think. So if you get rid of Pernell McPhee, get him to Dallas, and then that way you have um, that way you have some space to take on Dez's contract because I think he's making eleven to twelve a year. Uh, you also get Jalen Smith. A very talented linebacker in return, but uh, you know he tore his uh, he tore all the ligaments in his leg uh, last year in a bowl game. So I, I don't know if he'll come back from it. We'll we'll have to see this year. But uh, you'd be getting a nice return. Uh, but again, this class, this this defensive draft class, is the deepest in probably a decade. So there's quality players at. Uh, the pass rush position on the edge uh, in every round, I think. So if, uh, if you guys drafted Jonathan Allen at number three to replace Akeem Hicks, uh, I think that's already a massive upgrade. Then let's say in round two or three, well, no, actually, because you gave up the number two. Uh, so maybe in round three, if Tim Williams falls, then you get Tim Williams there or a guy like Carl Lawson. Uh, I mean, there's guys who can fit the Pernell McPhee, you know, outside linebacker rushing role on that defense in this draft. And um, if you guys do that, then you'd be having um, young players on four-year contracts that are team-controlled. So it's not like they're getting paid millions per year. Most of these guys would be making, like, 900k to a million a year so I mean it's not like you guys are contending anytime soon so why not inject the team with young talent and at the same time get a true number one receiver who could help Mike Glennon and possibly a quarterback who you guys groom or draft in the future yeah I mean that's again that's definitely viable um Again, like, if I were to consider that, I'd be looking at Des Bryant. Um, one, I think to do the head case. Uh, I know that's just a variable that goes into it. I think he's a little bit of a head case, but, you know, he's definitely had his ups and downs with injuries in the last few seasons, so that'd be another thing I'd be considering. Um, I mean, it's not like Pernell McPhee's been healthy either. He's been knocked up the past two years. Yes, yes. But, I mean, like I said, it's, if we're, if we're going, if we're giving up some of our best defensive guys in the hopes of getting a number one star receiver, you know, you, you want them to produce, especially with the fact that we invested money in quarterbacks. You want your offense to produce if you're going to be making moves and uh, giving up some of your arguably best players you have on the team. You want to you see production in that. So it's, uh, 
like I said, it's that's a, that's a tough one for me to think about. Yeah, I think it makes sense though, because you know Jordan Howard's a good young running back. He can maybe alleviate a lot of pressure off of Glennon. That way, they're throwing the ball less. Then Dez has, you know, the box is more packed, and that way he has more one-on-one matchups, or you know, opens up the rest of the offense. If you have a true number one receiver, then that lets your number two and number three guys work. I think Kendall Wright's an excellent number two. He's not a number one, so. I I don't know. I think it makes a lot of sense for the offense. Um, Again, like, they're not contending for a title this year or next year, so I figure uh, why not inject the team with young talent? Yeah, that's definitely definitely an interesting thing to think about. At the same time, it's it's a scary thing to think about because you have to look at a lot of the young individuals who were projected to do very well and went high at these top drastics and are essentially seeming like sellouts these first few years because they're not producing. But it's definitely an interesting thing to think about for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, it looks like looks like I'm going to have to end it here. We're out of time. But uh, hopefully Mike Glennon isn't a tire fire this year for you guys. Uh I'm sure he's going to be less of a headache to watch than Jay Cutler. But Yes, I mean, again, the Jay Cutler thing, he's a, he has a gold, he has the old young singer mentality, which is something I like. That's kind of the Brett Favre era. But, I mean, like I said, his, his time in Chicago has come to an end. It's time for us to find a new quarterback and uh, start getting our offense back to where it was and getting the team back in the playoffs. Yep. And Chicago is certainly a team, young team on the rise. Um, I don't think John Fox is the right head coach there, but. Uh, uh, it, it'll be, you know, we'll, we'll we'll have to give it some time. Maybe they'll fire him, hire a new guy. Maybe they'll bring in a new regime. Who knows? Uh, but I think the roster is heading in the right direction. Hopefully you guys will be competitive this year, and um, you'll be up and coming for the years to come. And uh, that's all we can hope for at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to hope. you got to hope. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and talking, buddy. Yeah, it was my pleasure, man. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, see ya. Bye. See ya.